spoken lately. I haven't thought about flying for a long time. I haven't dreamed of that moment when I was alone above the clouds for a long time. I haven't dreamed of waking up in a room surrounded in blue and green grass more years than I could dream of memory. I haven't walked back into the past or scratched on the doors of my origins, where it all came from, since I held up that cape for the last time. Return to Kent Town 10th year anniversary edition is a revised version of Ambien's first poetry book. The book can be purchased from Amazon and it contains numerous additional material. Spoken Hi, it's Andien from Spoken Label. Thank you today for streaming or downloading another episode of Spoken Label. Spoken Label was originally set up on beginning of the 2016 and as of speaking has currently nearly 300 sessions. The full archive is available on Spoken Label full stop bandcamp.com although it is available for free for stream and download if you wish i am always grateful for any sort of kind of donation to enable to me to keep the running costs this podcast going and enjoy take care bye-bye spoken label hi guys at the end spoken label back in the house we're on zoom again today over to i think it's leeds today actually i'm sure it's this gentleman's from leeds he'll tell me otherwise in a minute but um spoke to joe williams is with us today he just told me originally in september 2019 it's a great bloke and it's a pleasure to have joe on today again so joe first of all obviously mate, people that don't know you and if they don't know you i don't know why <laughs> so obviously tell them a little bit about yourself mate obviously where all your creativity came from and your previous books and we'll lead and lead take it from there mate. okay hi andy thanks for uh, having me back again uh, yes i am in leeds you're, you're right about that um yeah, I'm a, a writer of uh, not just poetry, also short fiction as well. Um, been at it for, ooh, I guess, six years or so now since I've been kind of writing seriously. Um, I've got four books published now, all quite different from one another. And uh, I'm a, a host of events, uh, an editor of things, of ooh, all kinds of things that I get up to. Yeah, but that's what I like, I like to talk about you last time, Joe, when we met just under two years ago, because I, I found myself thinking, yeah, Joe's like me, when the fact was, we can not be here, we've got a police, police car, that's just in the background, <laughs> they're coming to arrest me, mate, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, always had that before now, I've had it before, mate, and I'll quickly come to you in a second, where I did a hot summer podcast some years ago, when the police actually, I had the window open in the, on the room I'm in, and the police took the head for the window, actually asking for somebody, after we recording a podcast. <laughs> And then after one, the neighbours did a run us. But anyway, this, you know, this I take was first time I chatted to you Joe, a couple of years ago. And I enjoyed chatting to you because, like, I thought the pair of us are similar to that. that we both just don't we do other bits and pieces in the creativity field, don't we? Really, so it's like I write a couple books, do editing, like I know you do, and you, you, you're also running your own night again, aren't you? So, so, but we'll come on to that in a bit now. Obviously, today we're here to talk about Joe's new book because he's got a new book, brand new book out, haven't you, Joe? When did, when did the book come out? Um, officially, uh, in two days' time, three days' time. Um, <laughs> right, be, uh, we'd have been out for about a month and a half, but some people here. So. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know when you'll get this on. But yeah, uh, in, in May, um, I just got the, the first copies of my own just a few days ago, so it was really nice to, to have them in my hand. It's always a good, exciting moment when your new book 
arrives and or the thing that you've been working on for however long is suddenly a physical object that's in your hands. Yeah. So can... Now you surprised me when we were talking about pre-recording as well. Like you've been on this book for a while, haven't you? So it's been a, it's been like a passion project, I'm guessing, really, hasn't it? Yeah, it's kind of been on the go, mainly in the background for a while. I think I first had the idea for it really 2016, something like that. And occasionally I'd write a poem that I thought would fit in. Um, sort of, so it kind of came together bit by bit. And then it was really back end of 2019 that I, I started really focusing on on getting it all properly together and, and finishing the writing of it. So probably about half the book was written since then and half uh, half older stuff. Yeah, now you said, you said before, obviously, I know, you'd, I know you've done several books before this and I've got at least two of them, I think, actually, knocking around somewhere. So tell us about the actual... Where did the, where the inspiration of this book came from then? Well, the idea of it, it's called The Taking Part. And um, the idea of it was to do a short collection of poems that are on the theme of sports and games. So it's kind of, it's, there's a quite a wide variety in there. So there's some like obvious sports like football and cricket and so on. But there's some, um, some other things kind of within the sport and games umbrella, like quiz, quiz programs and board games and things like that. And as poems tend to do, they're not, in for the most part, they're not really about those subjects at all. That's kind of a framework for them. It's just an excuse really for the poems to do, to do whatever the hell they want. So um, like a lot of poems, they're kind of really poems about, about people, I think, for the most part, about kind of human stories and um, human relationships, things like that. Yeah, your last book, I remember being like, very like that. And I was more like that. They thought about pub stories more than that one did, if my memory is correct. And this is obviously like you're looking at the human cost of it, just in the more sports-like film, really, aren't you? So, Yeah, that's right. It's, I mean, I, I, the reason I was really interested in doing something like this is because I think sport and games just have this massive cultural impact um, on all of society, whether you're interested in them personally or not, you know, it's they're always there around you. You think of some of the kind of big, um, big moments that have become like cultural milestones, like the, the 1966 World Cup final, for example, is a very obvious one, which it doesn't matter if you're into football or not. Everyone knows about the 1966 World Cup final, don't they? Because it's that it's such a cultural, um, has such cultural importance in, in, in well, in England at least. Yeah, 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 no, completely agree with that. So it's like, did you find you had to do much research on this book to get the stories across you wanted? There was a little bit of research involved. It kind of evolved as I was working on it, really. Initially, I thought maybe there would be quite a few poems about individual people, like sports people, um, which I might have to research. But actually, the way it went, I didn't really have very much of that sort of stuff in the end um so a lot of it is really kind of a sort of pieces of fiction and storytelling which you know people who know my previous work will know that um i do a lot of that sort of thing anyway um so the kind of a lot of it's sort of silly tales or things kind of uh within the framework of sport and games so 
That's a long, a long way of saying not really, I think. <laughs> oh, I'm used to you saying that right now, now. It's like you're very, very good as a completely avoiding the topic. And that's poets, poets for you completely anyway, straight away with that. So, <laughs> no, excellent. Now, obviously, um, obviously, obviously, I can't even ask you really, have you tried up many of these pieces on lo- uh, pieces on nights and stuff? Because we've been in lockdown, really, haven't we? So, but I said, but had you obviously you said before, was the book always been had you been testing out much before you actually got to sit down and put it together then all well I was, um i was trying out quite a lot of stuff uh sort of before lockdown when we did have live events and then it was i guess sort of during the first sort of six months or so of the pandemic i was kind of finalizing things so i was trying a lot of stuff out there at uh, zoom open mics and the like so yeah, it's had most of the material in it's had kind of quite a lot of uh, test outing. And um, particularly with the older poems, a lot of them have changed quite a bit along the way uh, the the editing process kind of has uh, been ongoing for quite some time, getting these things into shape, which uh, hopefully they are now, at least my uh, my editor thought so. So, uh, yeah, I think I'm believing that. When you're do, doing a book as long spin as what you've done, I know my second book went on for five years, took me that long to write it. This is like, you could argue, it's been uh, since probably your first time writing poetry, really, hasn't it? Past seven years or so. Yeah, I mean, I think the oldest poem in the book, which is called Jackpot, was written in early 2016, which was very early days for me, really, because um, I think I might have mentioned on the on the previous programme that we did, that I started out um, writing exclusively like five seven five haikus. Poetry. And it was really only around so I guess sort of towards the end of 2015 that I started uh, writing um, sort of more kind of standard free verse, which is primarily what I what I write now. So yeah, very, very early days really for a couple of the poems that are in this book. Did you, um, you actually, did you find over time then this book was so drawn out? I know my second book was like this. By the time I started it, it was a completely different book to when I finished it. Did you find them when you first started getting these pieces together? Did your plans actually change the book? I'd, I mean, I didn't have that much of a plan to begin with, really. It was, mm. um, it was more like I had a couple of poems that were kind of on the theme, and I thought maybe there's some mileage in putting together a, a pamphlet or a collection. Um, using this theme and kind of and just as I went along kind of things cropped up and I thought well that's an idea that I'll have and I'll, I'll reserve this poem for for the what will eventually become this book um, but then it was only really in sort of the second half of the writing process when I started really focusing on it that the actual feel of the book came together and there were a couple of things that I, I didn't include um, some of the older ones, which I, because I didn't think they fitted with um, the, what the whole had become, if you see what I mean. Yeah, yeah, no, of course. You tell me off my off my before most a good chunk of the book was done before lockdown, really, wasn't it? So yeah, most of it. I mean, it was it was the finishing sort of touches, really. I probably wrote the last three or four poems, I guess, um, post lockdown, 
uh, when we were allowed back in the pub because I, li- I like to write in the pub. So yeah, I know. I've seen a few, I've seen a few pictures of you recently with a pen and yeah. paper back in the pub again, mate. That's good stuff, man. <laughs> it always helps me because it's you know that's an important part of my routine. So I'm not allowed to go to the pub anymore. I was lost. I couldn't write. Oh god! And everyone's running tonight. Joe's got a pint of beer in extra as well, Joe. I know you have, haven't you? So uh, <laughs> oh, good man. the case. Good man, I'm, I'll have a whiskey later after this because I don't like drinking when I'm recording because I end up <laughs> doing something I shouldn't do. But you either hit it, turning the, <laughs> turning the turning the record button off when I shouldn't be and stuff like that. So yeah, that's, you don't want to be making mistakes like that. That wouldn't help. No, no, definitely <laughs> I don't do it. So <laughs> no, brilliant, mate. And no, no, I can't blame you. So how have you how have you found it going back into the pubs now? Then have you managed to get back to your writing a bit more? Yeah, it's it definitely does really help me. It's not like I haven't written anything at all when mm. when we've not been there, but. Um, I'd, I'd, my normal routine is kind of I have things kind of swimming around my head and I have a sort of weekly um, session when I put things down on paper while I'm in the pub and that's kind of it's not it's like it's the only time I write but it's kind of the central part of my my uh, my writing routine if you like I'm not very good at routine I'm very, quite ad hoc for the most part so having having that kind of set time when I know that that's what I'm going to do I find it's really helpful. Yeah, um, I think a lockdown's effect made to change change a lot of my writing patterns really because I used to do a lot of mine the day job I've got, which obviously used to travel the office and back of day in the bus. I used to do all my writing on the bus. And when you're stuck at, you're stuck behind inside a lot more, it, it's harder really, I suppose, isn't it? It is, yeah. And it's, I'm finding it very difficult at the the beginning there. It's I mean, I did a, a, a self-published little pamphlet about this time last year, which kind of came out because of lockdown um and i tried to do something a bit more experimental just to to get myself going again really i think it's you know trying experimental stuff is a good way to to get yourself out of the rutter if you yeah. don't know what else to do yeah i did so that I, I did i did a book of haikus last what earlier on this year which took yeah. about six months to write and i've got a second book mail already as well just little books that's all published so trying you know try and get your brain operating different ways don't you so yeah i think that's a good thing to do and then because the that book was a it's a sequence of erasure poems which were made out of uh, Boris Johnson's letter to the UK, which I'm sure. Oh, you I heard some of them. Yeah, you read you. I've seen you read them out twice and now somewhere, and you cracked a man up both times on you did. It made me laugh as well. <laughs> <laughs> was, it was. I did that, and it was kind of a throwaway thing, really. Or I thought it was. It was just. It was something to amuse myself more than anything else. I didn't really intend to do a book, and then I, when I did do the book, I didn't think anyone would buy it. But uh, it's. Uh, it's only a little, a little strange thing, but it's, it's it went quite well. I think sometimes could we do look at things like that because it's an awesome fan as well, and you'll probably agree with this. Like it's you didn't plan; it just happened naturally, didn't it? So yeah, yeah, and very quickly, um, and because it was so topical, it kind of had to happen quickly. Really, yeah, yeah, no. No, best way I agree with you completely. Now, obviously, we're here to talk about your new book, really, obviously. Now, I know you've gone, unfortunately, by the time this podcast goes out, I know you've been doing, you're working with, you are doing an online launch, aren't you, on Saturday the 29th of May? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, do you have much plans beyond that, then, for doing readings and stuff from this? Well, it's difficult at the moment, isn't it? Because no one knows what's going to happen. There's so many people just waiting to see before the, the book real live events but yeah I've got a few things lined up um I think I've got three live proper live bookings of my own for uh later in this year and then I've got uh, my own event that I'm that I'm running which is booked for for June so uh 
hopefully there should be some of these things happening and there's always uh, there's some zoom ones as well so we've always got that to fall back on no matter what yeah happens. how have you found the zoom ventures over the past, past year or so it's been a very different experience really hasn't it it has and i think um i mean i find it very kind of wearing really they can be quite tiring um but but i mean the, they've also been essential because you know if we had nothing which is really the alternative then i don't know i don't know what i would have done really it's the early days of lockdown it's what kept me sane i think really being able to hang out with my with my poetry friends on screen yeah yeah same for me as well really because like when we started doing it ourselves like amanda had just moved in with me at that point she had literally about a month or two months before <laughs> by chance and like it was our it was chaos for us because a couple months before my dad got stuck in hospital and mum then got took in hospital. My brother-in-law went to hospital only about three months <laughs> of various operations and things. We got them all out, then everyone went into lockdown then, so it was an absolute bedlam it was. Amanda had just moved in with me. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's, I think you do, don't you? I think it's like, you're just trying to keep going in that situation like that, and that's what happened to us all, so. Yeah, exactly. That's so all we could do, I think, really, isn't it, at that stage? Yeah. Now, obviously, um, when you... Tell us a bit more about this night of yours, then. Obviously, you told me a little bit before, which ironically started originally, didn't it, on February 2020, yes, just before everything went mental. Yes, I started an event at the worst possible time in history, basically. Um, I've, I've been wanting to, to, or thinking about starting my own event for a while, but I didn't really want to do one in Leeds because there's already loads going on in Leeds already. Uh, so I decided I would try doing one in uh, Hexham in Northumberland, which is uh, where I grew up, where my family still live. Um, so uh, I did that, it's called Words on the Wall. And I'd, uh, I'd done a couple of one-off events uh, at uh, the County Hotel in Hexham um, to as a, what I called Northeastern launches of, of my own books. And it was a, it's a good venue. So I thought, well, maybe we'll try and get something regular going here. So uh, the idea was just to do three a year. Um, so, Kind of quite spread out so that I wasn't under too much pressure to uh to to do it all the time. But hopefully that would mean that it gives me the opportunity to get some really high quality guests on. Yeah. The idea being that I'd bring up some of the uh writers that I know and admire from Yorkshire or around other parts of the north who might not necessarily um have had opportunities to read in the northeast before. So kind of try and bring them to a new audience and and introduce. Uh, some of my favourite writers to to the people in the northeast who might not have heard them. Yeah. So, um, so did you do this over Zoom? Did you or as well during lockdown? Or we, we no, avoided we did, it? I did one online one in um, last June, which should have been really the second live event because the idea was to do them in February, June, and October, and it was quite fun. But because we haven't had the time to be established yet, we don't have our own sort of regular crowd, you know. So. It felt felt a bit kind of generic in terms of the, the people who were there. Do you see what I mean? It's, yeah, yeah. It didn't yeah. feel like I was establishing kind of the words on the wall identity, which hopefully I will be able to do um, when we can get back to, to doing live things again. Yeah, yeah, of course. It will be happening in a few weeks for us because I'm booked in for 26th of June. So 
Yeah, now the yeah. podcast will be out probably just after that, I reckon, truth be told you. But hopefully, well, we can tell people it was a success with the move to it and say, for your October one, then definitely so. Well, fingers yeah. crossed, because I don't ask you about bookings and stuff for that yet, because you don't want to say too much in case things get changed, don't you, at the moment? So. Well, yes, I've, I mean, I've got my guests booked for that and have done for months, and the, the, on the understanding that we have absolutely no idea whether it's going to be able to happen or not. But, yeah, uh, now as you see, it goes. I know we've got our first main Amanda, we've got our first live reading coming up on Sunday actually at the end of I this mean, week. So, yeah, in a, in a park, a big partner, us, and that's going to be terrifying this Sunday <laughs> doing it people to people. Yeah, it's going to be, it'll be quite weird. We, I had, uh, we did um, an open mic here in Leeds at uh, Word Club at the Chemic, which is the normally, oh, the, yeah, 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 the one that yeah. I go to regularly. We did one in the pub car park in. <laughs> August, I think it was. That was the only one we managed to do in the summer. <laughs> oh, doing a car park. That's brilliant. Absolutely superb, <laughs> mate. Only you could do that one, mate. <laughs> brilliant, mate. Okay, what will we we'll wrap up this bit, Joe, anyway, because we're going to end up just talking, pardon me, just talking rubbish otherwise. we carry on much more, mate. So, <laughs> so we'll let you do the hard sell now, mate. Obviously, first of all, where can people get the book? Uh, well, it's published by Maytree Press, so you can either get it from Maytree Press or you can get it direct from me. If you look at my website, joewilliams.co.uk, and uh, if you get it from me, you'll be able to get a signed one if you want one as well. Um, and they're £7 plus postage, which I think is going to work out at £8 for UK at least. Um, yeah. So, yeah, check that out, and you can get my other books there as well. Um, and if you have a look at the gigs page, you'll be able to see any uh, live or Zoom or whatever it is, gigs that I've got coming up. Hopefully by the time this goes live, definitely people will get a chance to see all your or Joe's gig diaries to go berserk thing here, here, here in person. So, <laughs> let's, so. let's keep our fingers crossed definitely on that one, mate. Now, obviously, with your night then, obviously, um, if people want to say, for example, go to the October one, how is this, is this mentioned on your website as well, is it? Um. It's yes, the date is on there. It's um from the top of my head, I think it's the seventeenth of October that we're booked in. So yeah, if anyone anyone around the northeast who'd like to come to that would be great if uh, if we'd see you there. Hopefully by October we won't have to worry about any restrictions or anything at all. Um, so we'll see what happens. I've got no idea who my guests will be. If the June one doesn't happen, then maybe it'll be the same people that I should have had in in June. But uh, we'll work things out as we go along. Best way, mate. So, right, well, we'll wrap up here, Joe, and we'll let you get composed and get rid of a few poems for us, mate. So, always a pleasure having you on here, mate. So, hang around, everybody. Joe's fantastic. He's always entertaining. So, we'll see you in a minute. Spoken, mate. Hi, guys. Still here with Joe. I'm going to pass the visual mic over to Joe now. And he's got four pieces, for, I presume, all for the new collection. Go for it, Thanks, mate. Andy. Yes, yeah, they are uh, They are all going to be from, from the taking part. Uh, people who know my work will know that uh, nearly all of it is, is a true story, 100% truth. So I thought I would begin with a reliable history of the marathon. Philippides invented it in 490 BC. Was so excited by his own idea, he immediately dropped down dead. Never even filed a patent. He could have made a fortune in royalties. The earliest surviving account is by Plutarch 600 years later. By then, everyone was doing it for charity, dressed as rhinos or tins of beans, recording it all on Strava. 
it wasn't until the 1896 Olympics that people started taking it seriously. The BBC weren't interested. Thought three hours was much too long. There was only one channel then and no red button. They showed beach volleyball instead. Later, they added wheelchairs and eventually even women, but the biggest change was in 1990 when the marathon was renamed the Snickers. A lot of people are still quite upset about that. 52% of them voted to leave the IOC. The official length of the Snickers is 26 miles and 385 yards. They say it was Edward VII who added the extra yards to get a better view of the finish line, but that isn't true. You shouldn't believe everything you're told. You might have got a little bit of motorbike noise towards the end of there as well. I don't know if you could hear that. Zooming, <laughs> some takeaway driver zooming past my window. <laughs> well, you wouldn't know it's Joe. I had you mute. We had an ambulance go past us at the back then as well. <laughs> <laughs> so it's difficult. I mean, that was great, mate. I really enjoyed that. That was really quite an really informative piece, that one. So definitely that. So was that one we yes. did? You, did you have to research that one a lot? Did you, or did you know that you, piece? All of, all of those facts, yes, were, uh, were heavily researched. So, um, you know, it's important to get these things get these things right, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, I agree straight away. No, it was fun. fantastic, mate. Yeah. Um, uh, most people won't know that uh, the BBC had the beach volleyball in 1896, but uh, but it's all true, all true. Um, I'm it's going to do um, a poem now that's uh, it's kind of about stadiums. I really like sports stadiums. I find that there's just a kind of really sort of unique feel about them if you're in one or even outside of one, whether they're full of people or, or empty as they, as they mostly are at the moment. So I want to write a poem about that. Uh, so this is called Cathedrals. There's something in the angles, those webs of knitted steel. How many million voices have been captured in that silk? How many cries of victory, frustration and despair have risen from these terraces? the edges of these flip-down seats to echo in the rafters long after we are dead. Have you ever been alone in a cathedral? Just you and all history's ghosts. Ooh. Ooh, that's ooh. A, ooh, that's a nice poetry. Ooh, it's always nice when you get an ooh. Yeah, that was, that, was, that was really haunting, that one, mate, so excellent. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad you liked that. Um, I'm gonna, I was going to stick with the theme of stadiums for the next one. Uh, I live in, uh, in Headingley in Leeds, and people might know Headingley because of the stadium, Headingley Stadium, where uh, Yorkshire County Cricket Club play and the Leeds Rhinos as well. And I used to work in an office at Headingley Stadium a few years ago. And there was one day Prince Harry came to visit. He, not me. He wasn't coming to visit me but he came to the stadium and uh, I, I didn't know what he was doing there. So um, being a poet, I just made something up and put it in a poem, which is called Royal Visit to Headingley Stadium. What do you do, said the prince to the groundsman, who thought, what a bloody stupid question, given I'm sat on a lawnmower, which you've just watched me drive from one side of the field to the other, but said, I'm the resident artist here and I'm making a picture there on the grass that might not seem like anything much, but when it's done, it should look grand though. Not from here, you see, it's made in a way that means it can only be seen from space. 
And the prince said, it's great to have art in sports. How very nice to meet you, but thought, what a waste of time and money. And the groundsman thought the same. Thank you. Oh, brilliant, mate, brilliant. Okie dokie, mate, right, we're on to... Now, I've had a trumpet now, Joe. We're playing the trumpet now for the big finale, right? The big finale, okay. Um, well, the big finale is... Uh, it's kind of a three-in-one, really. Um, I'm going to give you the uh, the longest poem in the book, which is really three shorter poems, because it's a, it's a trilogy. It's called the Ten Pin Trilogy. One, input. I was always Malcolm, so when I scored a strike, the video screen would flash Malcolm X. With my skills, more often it was Malcolm 8 or Malcolm 3, more medieval Scottish king than black power icon. At 17, 18 in 1992, we hadn't ever heard of cultural appropriation, but we remembered what we'd been told that the holes in the average bowling ball housed 2,000 types of bacteria. So when we were done, we'd scrub our hands until the skin was raw. Two, University of Leeds Bowling Society. All skill levels welcome, they said, then paired me with Alwyn who would reliably score 250, furious at every unclosed frame. Waiting for my turn, I'd run my gaze across the lanes, searching for a soulmate, struggling to reach three figures. I never found my equal, dropped out at week five, left Alwyn with his own lane, curling banana balls into the front pin. Three, swing, bend, release. There were times when I would do this more than once in three years, and even without the moral support a picture of Heineken brings. And never before have I found next day I could barely get out of bed, the pain in my thighs making every move a struggle. As sports injuries go, there are more impressive than being hobbled for three days by 20 frames of swing, bend, release. But I won that first game, I remind myself as I limp down the stairs, wincing with every step, inching closer to the ground. There we are. Fantastic, mate. Brilliant, that one. Yeah, it's like it's... I can see why that's the longest piece in it. That that seemed to have a bit... Really quite a powerful piece. I mean, you needed the length of it to carry your story for now. Brilliant, mate. Fantastic. Thank you. Been a really good session. Always a pleasure having you on, Joe, definitely. So... It's good to be here. Thanks for having yeah. me. Hang on around, mate. Need to quit the off mic. But thank you again, mate. Come come back again when the next book's out, mate. Always always welcome to have you on, mate, again. <laughs> Will do. Cheers. Right. Take care, guys and girls. As Don Collins says, stay safe and stay old. Spoken, mate.